Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, earbuds. It is I, Hannah Hart, here to tell you some things right off the bat because, wow, today has been crazy. Look, we're going to get into it in more detail, but uh, first and foremost, our beautiful, wonderful, beloved Hannah Gelb is not here with me today because she's literally at this moment in the hospital. More on that in a second, but there's not all bad news. Oh, yeah, (laughs) there is more bad news, actually. (laughs) Sorry about that. The Pomona show has been canceled because we didn't sell enough tickets. So we're very, very sorry to all of the Pomona babies. I, however, am very much preoccupied with Hannah Gelb. Oh, God, it's so hard to record when you're so worried about your best. Best friend. Anyway, Pomona Show for Analyze This Live has been canceled, uh, but we strongly encourage those of you who did buy tickets to use your refund and come on down to the San Diego show because that is still a go. Either way, though, you'll be getting a free sign poster from both the Hannahs as long as there's still a second Hannah. Oh, God. It's okay. Okay. Well, let's get into the episode. Uh, uh, we'll get into the episode in a second. Um, I'm going to be joined by the one, the only, Ella Mielmajenko, and it's going to be a great time. So, you know, just think good thoughts. Okay, Hannah, compose yourself. <clears throat> I'd also like to remind you guys that there will, fingers crossed, knock on wood, also be two Hannahs in San Francisco. So if you guys want to come and give us hugs and let us know you're so happy we're still here, please go to analyzethislive.com and buy your tickets for San Francisco or San Diego today. San Francisco will be on September 21st and San Diego will be on September 23rd. <laughs> Okay, let's get into the episode. It'll be a very interesting episode. Today we're going to be talking all about bisexuality with the one and only Elamil Nijenko. So, okay, let's uh, just, just, just play those sweet, sweet bars. Hi, honey. Wow. <laughs> What a time to guest. What a time to be. I've always wanted to be on this podcast and wow. And now we're just, now we're making. This is it. <laughs> this is my moment. Ella was not originally scheduled to appear on the podcast this week, but we did drive down to celebrate Hannah Gelb's 33rd birthday. Um, initially, we were going to record an episode about 33 and the number and numerology and a lot of really fun stuff, but oh God, I mean, we should just tell them what happened. I hate to be second best but she was very was? ill oh yes she was she is very she Ill. is very ill <laughs> it was crazy guys so we came down uh i'll let you guys know um and thank you to everyone who's tweeting out their love and and responses via the twitter um to hannah hizzle gizzle right now um but basically you know we drove down from la to san diego everything was great we had a really nice dinner you know and then It took a turn. And then it took a turn. We wrapped up the evening pretty early and headed back before, well before midnight. Um, And then Hannah got a little sick and it was like, oh, and everyone was kind of like, no, well, maybe ate something weird. Yeah. Just, you know, rest. Rest. Throw up if you can. Throw up if you can. Oh. Oh, did she? Oh, did she? (laughs) All night. All night long. Hannah was throwing up literally every 10 minutes from midnight to 7 a.m. It was the most I've been around and or heard. Yeah. 
It's the most I've ever heard someone vomit in succession. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so we were sleeping on the couches and um, finally just kind of like around five. I told Hannah, I was like, you know, giving her sips of water. And I was like, if you can't keep this down, we're going to the hospital, you know? Yeah, I think you got to get rehydrated. Well, you have a lot of experience with dehydration. Yeah, I, I get dehydrated very easily. So I know right away now if I if I start throwing up, like if I have stomach flu or the flu, I know that I need to go get an IV immediately. Oh, my God. Just... So I was just really pro getting some doctor to see her. Yeah. Oh, God. So anyway, long story short, Hannah is in the care of the doctors right now. Uh, but not when you listen to this podcast. Hopefully you'll know everything that happened. <laughs> uh, so I drove to the hospital. Doctors are seeing her. Um, we still don't know quite what has happened yet, but we will, I'm sure, have updated you by then um, with the knowledge. Man, it's just, uh, it's the not knowing, you know? It's true. And it's true. It's There's so much that we wish we knew for sure in this life. There's a lot you can research on WebMD, let me tell you what. Uh, let me tell you what. Ella, what is your primary concern right now? I, I don't even want... <laughs> just want to go on rec. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm one of those people that when I see someone else sick, then I start to also feel sick. Like, my knees get really weak. I'm a pretty squeamish person. So being around that much vomiting, it's really made me question... If I, in fact, also need to vomit. And I still don't know the answer to that. Like, I feel weird, but I think I'm just scared. Yeah. And I, so now I'm now I'm wondering if I also have some horrible disease. Wow. Well, I mean, I would say probably not by virtue of the fact that you didn't puke all night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll but, see. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I, it was very funny because I could tell from the second that I saw Ella when she came to pick me up 40 minutes ago at the hospital. I was like, wait a minute. Are you scared for <laughs> you right now? <laughs> what can I say? I'm a selfish. Well, I can't curse, can I? Wait, why not? We have an explicit rating. I'm a selfish. <laughs> <laughs> my tongue's getting tied. What can I say? I'm a selfish bitch. <laughs> I just really am worried that um, it was some kind of like outbreak. She's worried. Yeah, either this zombies. Is, who knows, guys? This is like because this is how it is, man. They always take out like the charming, fun, funny, lighthearted, like lovely fairy characters, you know. And that's who Hannah is. Yeah. And we had just given her her birthday cards. We did. And I wrote. In the card I gave her, I wrote, so long as I have you in my life, my life will be blessed. You, that, that's, still, that's still true. This is going... <laughs> I, I, I wrote, this is going to be your best year ever, so I don't think I should make proclamations anymore. Yeah, well, maybe we're off to a bang. Maybe it's catharsis, right? This episode of Analyze This is really mainly about illness. No, it's really not. I mean, I've watched a lot of House MD. You, yeah. Yeah. I've watched a lot of SVU. I've oh, Grey's Anatomy. Recently, we thought Ella had mouth cancer. What yeah. completely yeah. convinced? Oh yeah, I was already writing my will. Well, I probably should have done that already. Yeah. <laughs> what made you? What made uh, people? What made you think you had? I had a death? bump in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bump in my mouth, and so yeah, all signs pointed to mouth cancer. <laughs> I seriously emailed my dentist photos of the inside of my mouth. Yeah, I know. And they said I was okay. Yeah. So, did dodged it, that they, bullet. They actually said, wait three weeks, and if it hasn't gone away, then come in. And then... Um, it did go away. Next couple of days, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was just a, it was a scary moment. But, like, you know, life is full of scary moments. It's and, true. And there's so much linked to the, the uncertain. I mean, you know what? The internet, WebMD... What? Why do we have that information? Why? I think it's good, though, because I will say that the second round of blood work was because I was a noisy, nosy, nosy person. And then the second round of blood work is where they found what she's still at the hospital 
figuring out right now. That all sounds very vague. Look, once Hannah is right as rain, we will give you guys full disclosure about everything. But I, and I hate to be talking about illness so much in this this particular episode because we are here to talk about something that's absolutely not an illness. Oh my God, what a segue! I've been trying to pivot. <laughs> what a segue! I've, I have been trying to pivot. That's, oh, that's rough. I've been trying to pivot. I was like uncertainty. I want to link to like certainty. I didn't know you were trying to find a segue moment. I, no, I didn't. I've been scrambling. I don't know how this works. I've been looking for my segue this whole time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's a segue. Ready? Go. No. That's a segue sound. It's a little motorized chair. Niche joke. Niche joke. I think everyone knows what a segue <laughs> is. Is it a chair? Is it a stool? Mm. Hey, maybe it's both. Speaking of both, Let's talk about bisexuality. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We got there. She pulled it off. We she did. pulled off thank the segue. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes. Um, for those of you who might not already be well aware of this fact, uh, Ella Milnijenko, the woman sitting across from me right now worrying if she has some sort of liver-based illness, is both my fiancé and... Abyssal. Yes, yes. Although I would say that we both believe in say, in in queerness these days. We're like kind of moving away from the spectrum, but I think it's important to talk about the experience that you've had because culturally, I don't know if we as a nation are moving away from the spectrum. Yeah, you know, the more I learn, the mm. more I don't understand slash don't know how to identify. And by spectrum, I actually meant binary. Oh, yeah, we're moving towards the spectrum, away from the binary. Right, yeah. binary being me. Binary being two. Dos. (laughs) Binary. So we're using a lot of uh, LGBTQIA-based terminology. Let me do a quick word recap for everybody here. Please, please. I need to to learn as well. And then I'm going to ask you some probing questions, babe. Okay. And then we're going to take you to the eye doctor. I'm on the hot seat. Yeah, you're on the hot seat. The eye doctor? Why? I was just trying to slip that in. No. I don't. Ella, I don't want to go. Ella hasn't been to the eye doctor in 10 years. You're making me sound so, so... I'm stating the facts. Oh, man. I need to reevaluate things. Wait, these things? No, about my own fears. Yeah, I know, honey. We got to take it. I am afraid of the eye doctor. Wow. I, I want to just put on the record that I'm pretty stable. I'm like pretty <laughs> fine. This kind of stuff doesn't come up that often. It's really only like couple times a year yeah so i want to just lay that down yeah yeah it's true yeah you know we'll go to the eye doctor this year i've been easing her into it i took her to my appointment <laughs> i was like this, they're crooks what do they know how do they know it was a very interesting reaction to being inside an optometrist's office <laughs> it made me angry i know it's only because I did faint, but that's another story at another time. Yeah, Ella faints a lot. I think we could actually just talk this whole podcast about your fears, but we're yeah. really trying to talk about bisexuality. But, um, yeah, if Ella sees a needle, she will faint. Yeah. Or one of those eye checker things. You're just susceptible. Like, if I was like, God, wait, does my ear hurt? You'd be like, does my ear hurt? <laughs> one time, Ella told me not to touch her glands because she was like, that makes me get sick. <laughs> It does, though. It does. I don't want them touched. They're fine. They're fine. <laughs> They're fine. They don't need to be disturbed. They're fine. They are in good shape. Um, but yes, okay, sorry. I, I distracted myself, but here's the terminology that um, I just kind of want to just kind of throw out there. So for those of you who are or are not members of the LGBTQIA community, you are probably familiar with the acronym LGBT. I personally believe that we should move towards just using the word queer Because straight people have one word, and that word is, like, straight. You know? They're like, oh, I'm straight. But people in the LGBTQIA blah, blah, blah community have all these identifiers they have to say. You know? And I'm like, I really think we should all just say queer. So that way you could take away a lot of the pressure of being like, is it bi? Is it pan? Is it ace? Like, what am I? So that was my soapbox moment. Thank you so much for listening. And now we're going to talk about something besides my own thoughts and opinions. We're going to get to know Ella. And your journey with your sexuality. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, right after this. Everybody, I want to do something a little bit different with this sponsor spot, and that is to talk about you. Talk about what you like about these products, maybe, question mark. Has anybody actually tried Tomboy X since we started talking about it? Because 
I love Tomboy X. I literally wear those underpants all the time. The bikini briefs, the boxer briefs, the trunks, the boy shorts. Uh, they can even double as just like legging shorts under a too short dress. I mean, there's a lot of options. No, I don't wear dresses, but if you did, you could go for it. Also, the bras are very comfortable, and if you are a more uh, full-figured breasted person, very supportive. Great to work out in, really, truly. So, guys, if you like Tomboy X, will you let us know at Hanalize Pod? Just say, "Hey, I tried it and I like it." I would love to know that. You don't need to tag them or anything. I'm just genuinely curious. And if you haven't tried Tomboy X yet, well, you can go ahead and head to tomboyx.com/hanalize and check out their special bundles and, you guessed it, packed pricing. Plus, our Hanalize This Earbuds get an extra 15% off with the code Hanalize. Again, code Hanalize for an extra 15% off. So ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Go to tomboyx.com slash Hanalize. Wow, I'll never get tired of saying that. And hopefully Tomboy X will never get tired of sponsoring this podcast. Now, back to the show. How's it going? How's it going so far? Yeah, how's it going? Any any notes? Oh, I got, yeah. Any feedback for me? Feedback for you? You're doing great. Okay. Feedback for, from, from this side of the room is just keep doing what feedback you're doing. Feedback from that side of the room? Okay. Yeah. I've never been on a podcast. You're very good, honey. You're doing great. You're natural. It's just a conversation. I'm making a lot of eye contact, and I, it's not something normal for me. I know. I, I like to look down. Yeah, I really enjoy that. <laughs> it's you're like, like we're having a real conversation with mics for the first time. I mean, I really enjoy okay. how much eye contact you're giving me because you don't <laughs> normally look in my eyes when you talk or when I talk. She's always looking all around. I don't know what's happening right now. All right. I'm cool. telling you that nah. we're making eye contact. Cool. Great, great, great. Oh, we're already back in, honey. No, we're not. Yeah, no, we are. No, it's not back in. That's how podcasts work, baby. Welcome back. No. I'm <laughs> ready. Restart. Okay. Welcome back again. <laughs> you know? So back I feel what like, do I say? I don't know, but I'm really enjoying the eye contact. <laughs> I can't stop looking away now. <laughs> That's fine. Don't ever. <laughs> uh, so well, you, I want to ask you one thing about your your queer casual thing. Okay. I don't I don't know if I fully agree with you. Oh wow. And I, this is the first time I'm telling you that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but. I I just it seems more complicated than that, but I get where you're going. Yeah. I just want to provide the alternate, well, which is sometimes it's nice for people to have their own thing. Labels, yeah. Labels. Label. There's comfort in labels in that that they provide community, they provide structure, yes. they help you identify the things that you're feeling. Um, Finding but, others who identify the same. Yes, uh, but under the umbrella of queer are the labels and the categories. It's kind of like. A straight person doesn't have to say, I'm a straight cis male seeking cis female monogamist. Right. They just get to say one word. Right, right, right. Right. Whereas when you're a queer person, you have to say, oh, I'm, I'm this, 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 blah, blah, It's blah. a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. But I'm not saying that those things don't exist or how you want to define yourself doesn't exist. I'm just saying in the, in the common vernacular of language, I feel like it provides us with more, I don't know, less segregation within our own yeah. community. Yeah, I think the people that want to be more specific and identify, that's cool. But they're also, yeah, I agree, there should be the option where, even if you don't really know, because yeah. it's kind of confusing. Yeah, it is. It's very confusing. Were, were you confused with your sexuality, you know? <laughs> Just got so sweaty. <laughs> it's usually not a good person that asks you that question. <laughs> What? Not a good person? No, I'm saying, like, as a child, like, someone asks you, are you confused by your sexuality? As a child? I don't know. Who normally asks that question? I, I'm, I'm asking you, as, a, as an adult, to another adult, Yeah. since you've agreed to express <laughs> your journey, that's, that's why I'm asking you. We really did throw you into this because <laughs> Hannah's in the hospital. Right. Okay. Okay. So remember. Okay. Re- let's start again. I want you to remember all, you know, since you are openly bi, people yes. have been able to ask, to talk to you about your experience. All people want to know is the benefit of understanding another person's experience. Right. Yeah. And this is analyze this. This is a safe space. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, I know. suffer the consequences. I mean, I'm, pr- I'm pretty open about everything. 
Okay. I say I I'm, I don't I have I've been really open online and with yeah. everyone about things, so I'm, I'm not concerned about that. Great. So back to my questions. <clears throat> Question number one. Elamiel Lajenko, when did you first, I don't know, was there a moment you were like, oh my God, I'm bi? It's really, really interesting because it's very difficult for me to pinpoint an exact moment. Growing up, I really didn't understand, A, the complexities of sexuality. I mean, I was a child, so I mean, cut me some slack. But also, (laughs) I didn't have really much interface with anyone in the LGBT community. I didn't understand that there were more things you could be than being just a gay man. That was kind of my... That's what I thought of as gay. Gay men. Gay man. Gay men. Yeah. That's the only... Lesbian? Like... No, not even really. I didn't... Especially in media, you really, you know, for a long time only saw, like, the gay male character in sitcoms or whatever, and those tropes were really the only exposure I had. So when I thought about gayness and the LGBT community, that's what came to mind. Mm. And so immediately, obviously identifying as a woman um cis woman i um i just didn't think i fit into that category of gay that, man yes but <laughs> <laughs> i i looked and i checked that one off the list and said okay yeah um so because well, sometimes I, I think i'm a gay man i'm not gonna lie i oftentimes wish i was yeah same double the, the oh, salary yeah not that 70 what is it, 76%? 70 cents to the dollar. 70 cents. Yeah, exactly. I want that dollar. I want the full dollar. Yeah, you do. Um, I didn't have a lot of exposure to the LGBT community, and I didn't know that there was even a place for people who had, you know, just d- attractions to multiple genders. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't understand that. I didn't know about that at all. So uh, growing up, I there wasn't kind of a light bulb signal because I felt... Like, I didn't fit into that category. I immediately took it off the table mm. and just assumed I was straight. Right. Did, and, this, did the social <clears throat> norm. So when was the first time that you heard the term bisexual? Honestly, I'm trying to think. I think it must have been at the end of high school or nearing 11th or 12th grade. Wow. So a lot of my younger kind of like sexual awakening... I put myself in the box of being um, a cis woman attracted to cis men because being bisexual, you do have attractions to men and the opposite gender. So it, I felt that attraction, so I, that's what I assumed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it wasn't until, wow, senior year till the end of high school that you really heard about. But you also went to a really small school. Yeah. Yeah. So there were some signs. Yeah. I'm not going to say there weren't any signs. Oh, signs like what? There were <laughs> there were some signs. So I did, you know, try to kiss my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's that. Oh, we were just having fun, though. Yeah. We were, we were just being gal pals. <laughs> you know, like, let's try it out. Let's practice. Yeah. Yeah, so that did happen. <laughs> But again, I and I want to preface this all by saying I grew up in Los Angeles in a very liberal community. I went to an art school. So in that environment, which is so shocking, really process like really sit with that for a second. Yeah. Like in a open and accepting liberal environment in a liberal state at an uh, an arts K through 12 school. Yeah. Even there that it's so deeply ingrained in us by society. The, the sense of otherness. Yes. Even then, it's something that's hard to accept. So for those of you that are out there listening and you don't and you live in a space, a city, a state, a household, any less inclusive than that, don't beat yourself up. It's tough. It's tough if you have everything going for you and pointing in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting to think back that even in my liberal bubble, I didn't have any friends that were gay. Or, well, that were out. That were out. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. Okay, so when um so when did you first identify as bisexual then? So I went to college obviously and 
or not obviously let me let me let me yeah wow back. obviously yeah because of really your just smart. amazing vocabulary yeah I'm a genius so, <laughs> so there's that you should know about <laughs> you're but, funny <laughs> eye contact making jokes well how come i only get the sweaty nervous ella i'm a i'm a, I'm a professional hannah is I this mean, just are you acting now right now i don't know <laughs> am i <laughs> <laughs> so after high school, I had heard about bisexuality. I had kind of opened my eyes to the LGBT community a little bit. I went to Emerson College. Okay. 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 <laughs> so Emerson College is a small, private, I think they call themselves a communication school, meaning that, you know, m- many of the majors there are like a communication arts, so film. Um, theater, um, they have a degree marketing. in comedy now. I heard. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. They do, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, you, um, get, you get bachelor's <clears throat> in comedy. Wow. Yeah, I won't, wow. won't be laughing when you're paying off your student loans. You think, wow, this comedy degree really didn't take me as far as I thought. You sound like someone's like sixty year old dad. <laughs> <laughs> dad, I want to be a comedian. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I just I went. I frowned in response to that. I went to Emerson, and I don't know if this is PC or not. So I'm just gonna throw this out there, and then y'all can drag me on Twitter. But a thing that people said at Emerson College was that everyone will be gay by May. That was just a thing that people said. Gay by May. Gay by May. Emerson College. You're gay by May. Oh my god. So it kind of like really opened my eyes to it. Obviously, having Emerson is. I think more known for their theater and musical theater programs. Yeah. So then it was like not knowing anyone in the LGBT community, bam, smack into a liberal arts college where everyone was gay. Wow. But that's still that's still the binary though. That's still one or the other, straight or gay, right? Yeah. We we had a similar phrase at Cal that was uh I forget how it went, but it was basically like gay until graduation. And it was something like that. That's worse. Right. But it, yeah. But I think that these these kind of like college lesbian experiment phases, et cetera, all these terminology, all this terminology that you hear affiliated with that that time in your life completely erases the possibility of bisexuality. Maybe you dated a girl in college because you liked her and then you met someone else that you also liked and like whatever. You know, it just like gay until May erases bisexuality or gay by May. Erases bisexuality as well. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's it's sort of like you don't even have the option. You don't... It's not talked about. It's in wow. the same way. So then what caused you to reflect on your own sexuality? What made you be like, hmm? Yes. So part of what I, what I struggled with a lot was that I wasn't sure if I was... I knew I was attracted to men. That's fine. Checkaroni. Check... Mark box. Yeah. But I was also attracted to women and part of what <laughs> I didn't understand I was gonna say after your check mark box thing. There you go. But what about the box itself? <laughs> what about the box? That was I it just the need the to check? check? <laughs> Anyways. So silly. Same. So silly. Sorry, I'm grieving. No, I'm not grieving. <sighs> so let me let me just bring it back to my really brilliant point. I'm ready. I struggled with understanding if I felt attracted to women because society the way society operates, they oversexualize women. Yes. So looking at like movies or magazines or anything in pop culture, porn, <laughs> porn. <laughs> that's I mean, I, that's definitely curated to a certain demo. A certain uh, a certain gaze. <laughs> but I, I wasn't sure if it was just the marketing that was working on me. I was yeah. like, oh, well, obviously she's sexy because she's supposed to be. Because that's, women are sexy. That's what they're supposed to be. You know, what's so funny is that when I first um, was talking with my older sister about one of her friends had told her that she thought she was bisexual. And we grew up, like, very homophobic, not accepting gayness isn't cool, et cetera. Uh, and my my sister, I remember her telling me about telling her friend in high school that it was everyone feels attraction to women because we're all told to be attracted to women because women are based on their attractiveness. 
That's what your sister said to your friend. That's what my sister said to her by friend. Right. And I think that's something that I that's exactly how I what I was wondering. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I was like, well, I mean, society might just be pointing me. Yeah. I, I, I just think it's so fascinating because only right now with you and only at that time with Naomi had I heard that. And by the way, since then, Naomi's obviously expanded her worldview and viewpoint, as we all have. And, you know, we've all come a long way. But yeah. I think that that might be a that might be something that people use a lot to to get themselves back to the quote unquote norm. Right, 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 right. So I I I struggled with that, but honestly, I because I was I grew up in such a liberal bubble, and because I grew up with very accepting friends and at an accepting college, and overall in an accepting community, it wasn't something that like I struggled with or felt a lot of guilt over or worried about. I was just kind of this like, huh, I wonder. Mm. So um, it wasn't something I felt a lot of pressure either to figure out. Mm. I kind of just thought that through life, this might be something that I would understand more. Mm. And I didn't feel that I needed necessarily to figure it out right away. Right. Did you tell anyone? Did you feel the need to tell yeah, anyone? Yeah. So my friends and I, my high school friends especially, are pretty open about a lot of things. And we talked about it. I remember I was at um, dinner with two of my friends. And this is during, where are we in time? This this might be freshman year of college. Okay. So I was at dinner with my friends and I brought up what I was wondering about this society, um, you know, feeling attracted to women, if what they thought about it, if they had ever had these thoughts before. And we kind of just talked about it openly, and it wasn't very conclusive, but I felt happy that I was able to share at least what I was thinking. And they didn't, they weren't able to provide me with any answers or say that they agreed or disagreed. They, they didn't know themselves. Mm. And that, and that, that was interesting. So. I think that that's a really good environment to have that conversation in because it's so, uh, it sucks when like you and your friends are at different points in, um, your social views. I remember being really chastised for not understanding bisexuality and it made me feel farther away from the LGBT community. Yeah. You know? And that sucked. You know? I I remember one of my best friends in middle school, um, her older sister had a friend who was bi. Because guess what, guys? Everybody's Everybody is just here to be alive for a minute. So, like, everyone can do and be whoever they are. Doesn't matter to me. But anyway, so at the time, um, she had told me the story about, I forget what the woman's name was. Let's, I think it was, like, Yuri or something like that. And she's like, yeah, so my friend, my sister's friend Yuri's bi or bisexual. And, da, 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 and I made a face, like a ew face, mm-hmm. right? I was 12 years old. Yeah. You know, basically a Jehovah's a Witness. Yeah. And I was like berated by my best friend being like, why'd you make that face? What do you think it's like, blah, 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 like really came at me. And then like our little mini friend group was like, yeah, Hannah. Like, and I was like, whoa, I'm sorry. I'm the only one here apparently who is not advanced like enough to understand this conversation, you know? And I think that's something to be really mindful of and conscious of when you're having these kind of conversations. If someone has a reaction that's negative or something that, you know, it's that you can't fight fire with fire. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, like it's so much better to ask somebody, to, 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 to ask them in a gentle way the reasoning behind their thoughts. You know? Right. It's like, well, why? What about it makes you uncomfortable? And it's like, I don't know, blah, 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 blah. You know, as opposed to being like, wow, you're, now you're wrong for feeling that way. You know, and I think it's one of the things that liberals get really wrong is we come after people who are generally more interested in trying to understand, but we come at them as if we're very disappointed and ashamed, which is, it's hard. Is there room amongst the woke for the still waking? Right. Right. Okay. So you have this conversation with your friends. You guys all kind of, uh, you know, are like, well, yeah, we're all kind of thinking about it. By the way, a lot of Ella's friends ended up dating girls. (laughs) Yeah, so it makes sense that they didn't have any. Makes sense that you guys were all kissing each other. (laughs) And when I brought it up, they're like, hmm, I don't really know. (laughs) Instead of like, uh, what? (laughs) They were on the same page as me. Yeah. So throughout college, I had a boyfriend, and it was a monogamous relationship. I was very happy for a long time, and 
it's something that I didn't didn't come up for many years later. Um, it only really came to the point when I was graduating college, going to start living my life in the world, that not knowing how I felt about my sexuality, that then started to bother me. Mm. Because I didn't like that I... There was this big aspect of myself that I just didn't know for sure. Mm. So Specifically, if you could put that thought into like a funny phrase that I've heard you say before. What? Can I? Okay, I'm just going to say it. Great. (laughs) It just made me really, this is Ella, I'm quoting her. (laughs) It made me really sad to think that I could live my life without ever having had sex with a woman. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're in a committed relationship with your boyfriend, you're graduating college, and obviously people yeah. are like, you stay together, you get married, blah, blah, blah. So you had this thought? <laughs> I did. And I really wish I would have handled it differently now that I'm older. Yeah. But I did have this thought, and I tried to barter with my then boyfriend <laughs> to be like, what could I try? <laughs> But not, you know, break like, up. I would love the stability and security of our relationship. Yes. But also... Can I just figure this thing out real quick? Yeah. And he said no. Yeah. But, you know, for some people that might have worked, for others might not. But in this scenario, it wasn't It wasn't both of your needs. Yeah. That side was a gong. <laughs> it wasn't both of our needs. And also, I think that's a pretty unfair thing to ask of someone yes. that you've been in a relationship with for five years. Okay. <laughs> Ella has uh, very much made it clear <laughs> that she loves monogamy. As do no, I. No, no, no. No, I love it too. What? No. I- <laughs> Stop talking about- oh, God. You backed me into a corner yet again. I love it. I'm open to whatever. Huh? Everything's great. <laughs> No. At Twitter.com. At Twitter.com. So you had this conversation and it didn't go well? I had this conversation and it didn't it didn't go well at all. And um, we ended up breaking up over it. Uh, no. Well, that's not fair to say. We ended up breaking up. And years, years later. So at the end of college, you have this conversation. It doesn't go well. We, en- we ended up breaking up about six months later. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you guys had this conversation while you were still in school. No, no, no. You? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you ended up breaking up like six months later. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That's a little. That's a rough tough time. stuff. That's a rough, rough time. Rough time. Oh my God. Okay. Well, this has been a lot to digest. Let's take a breather for a quick second and hear from our sponsors. I wonder what their sexualities are. Today we've been talking about sexuality and how people put themselves in boxes. But hey, not all boxes are bad. And in fact, what boxes remind me of are squares. Squares, you say? Let's talk about Squarespace, because that's the sponsor for this spot. Guys, are you ready to start your own business? Make it stand out? Well, you can get started today with Squarespace. No matter what your idea is, on Squarespace you can create a beautiful website to showcase your work, blog, or publish content, or sell products, or really services of any kind. Oh my God, you could even promote your physical or online business, announce a special product or an upcoming event, like an amazing live tour, and so much more. Listen, we here at Analyze This are all about encouraging each other to be our best selves. So if you have an idea that you want to get off the ground but don't know how, go ahead and just get started. And sometimes getting started means making a website with Squarespace. So go ahead and go to squarespace.com slash earbuds for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the special code earbuds to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's earbuds, E-A-R-B-U-D-S for 10% off your first purchase. Think it, dream it, make it with Squarespace. Wow. Wow. Okay, let's go back to the let's go back to the show. It's about to get like really real. Welcome back, everyone. I always like to introduce it like it's a radio show and it's linear and people might just be tuning in, you know? So <laughs> You weren't just listening before. Right. We were just discussing. That's what I like to do. I'm like, we're back in the studio with Ella Milnijenko, who is telling us very candidly about her experience with bisexuality. Ella, again, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, Thanks for yeah. having me. Yeah, no. And I have to say, um, you sound great on the air. Well, um, I would like to point out that uh, my father is a 
famed radio DJ. What? So I think I, I have the radio voice. Wait, who's your dad? He, his name is Sergio Milnashenko, and he has a show called The Brazilian Hour. Wow. It's uh, 40, 40 years this Whoa. year. Whoa. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Worldwide. But, yeah. But serious satellite radio. That's great, honey. I'll get NPR. there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're on we're on iTunes and Spotify. <laughs> I am fiercely competitive with every single person I meet, including your father. No, just kidding, Serge. Love ya. I do love him. He's not listening to this. He is not listening I to this. I hope not. I hope so. Send this to both your parents. No. <laughs> do you want to talk about family? Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, vaguely, sure. lightly. Yeah, we can talk about it vaguely. Let's talk about lightly. Okay, so we've talked about self. Right. right, um, right. You know, uh, here you are having just ended your relationship with your boyfriend of, of however many years, five years or whatever. Uh, yeah. 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 He he ended it with me. I, I, I want to your, get that across. But I would say, well, whatever. Never mind. <laughs> it takes two, right? Baby, yeah, it so, does. It takes two. It takes two. It's a, it's the Seinfeld thing. Life the is keys long. And the sub- I'm your fiance. <laughs> Life is long. Who knows what paths take? You and lead. Oh, and give. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Um. But so okay. So we have the experience of self. Your your curiosity. Your embracing it. Your understanding. Discussion amongst friend uh, friends, and then discussions amongst partners. And then now here you are. You are single. Yes. Are you ready to mingle? What do you do with this? What do you do? Are you still curious? Are you reeling? What's going on? It took me a good year to kind of, I think, put space between the relationship. I mean. Breakups are difficult, and especially one, at least for me. Especially in those formative years. Yeah, it, yeah. It, we, it started when I was around 18, and we were together all through college. And I would just like to recommend to any listeners out there, stay single in college, man. Yeah, you man. know, yeah. just know. just do what you want. Hey. It's such a time. I know. Just learning about yourself. So- you don't need... You don't need another person. I think one of the hard things for me is that all that I had learned about myself and about all that I had learned about myself, my body, my body image, sex, sexuality was all tied to another person in mm. how they viewed me. Wow. And I would I would have changed that. Yeah. At least. I think that's I think that that is a really profound consideration that not a lot of people take, you know. Um, yeah, I, I can tell you that. I don't have any relationships from college, but I have a lot of great friendships. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that after leaving a serious relationship, you need to take time to figure out who you are exactly. And it was a perfect time for me to figure out who I was and what my sexuality meant to me. To explore more about yourself. Because exactly. it, it doesn't ever get definitive. You're not like, ah, this one year from the breakup, I now know exactly who I am in yeah, all aspects. That's a, tr- that's a true point. Yes. 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 Yeah. You're always learning. Yeah, we're, always, we're, we're always learning. learning. So uh, post-breakup, post-recovery, what, what, are your next, what do you do next on your journey? What's next? What happens? So I, I think the only way, scientific method. Oh, my God. <laughs> for science is you go out there twenty over twenty one baby hit the town weho what's up <gasps> that's the gay part of LA so I just I went and you know scientifically figured out what do you mean by scientifically you mean like birds and the bees okay so you did a little bit experimentation yeah 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 what do you what do you what is the scientific method. You have an hypothesis. Yeah. You test. Yeah. You look at your results. Yeah. You test again. Oh, wow. So you went off and you tested. Yeah. And I don't, I, not too much. Your hypothesis a, was. I, let's be real. I'm, I'm a prude. So. She is. She really is. It was more just like lots of lingering dates and combo and flirting. And sex with women. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. A couple times. Uh, Which was enough for me to know. Oh, I think that once you're in a heavy makeout sesh, if you're like, wow, I'm turned on by making out with this. Yeah. Pe-, then you're like, that's it, really. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it can still be very confusing, et cetera. And then that's not even pulling into the factors of like um, in the factors of like romantic 
aspects, right? Because some right. people are asexual but biromantic, meaning they're not interested in sexuality. They don't want to have sex, but they do find love for people. Right. Or vice versa, where people are bisexual but homoromantic or homosexual and whatever. Doesn't matter. It's so a bunch. There's a so bunch. So many things. Just live your life. Yes. Hey. So I figured out that I was, in fact, attracted to men and women. Wow. Wow. And, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's when I decided to identify as bisexual. Cool. The decision was in the label, but not in... I just want to I just want to pause and, and, and focus on the word decided here because... The decision is how you choose to label yourself. Exactly. It is not who you are. Exactly. I chose to make this label public. I chose to I chose to be in this outward identity group. Yeah, an accepted aspect of yourself. Yes. Yeah. But beyond the beyond the label, I don't even really know. Okay. Well, so now that you have a now that you have a term, um, or now that so you've gone, you experimented, et cetera. Let's talk about well, let's talk about reality setting in because you know when we, I'm for, I mean, as an interviewer, wow, the next part includes me, right? Wow, everybody. Oh yeah. my god, my favorite kind of part, something that includes me. I love attention. I love validation. I love praise. Um, okay, You're doing so good. Thanks, baby. Uh, okay, so. Reality sets in. Now, up until this point, a um, couple years ago, right? had you talked with your family about your sexuality? I had believed, I believed that I had in some ways. So part, it's a little more complicated, though, because part of growing up in a liberal bubble environment, art school, I, my K through 12 only had 100 people total. Right. Total. Total. That's, That's insane. Very small. Very small. It was a very open environment. I didn't feel the need to place a label on myself until after I was working. I was making new friends, having to describe who I was to other people. Correct. Because growing up, everybody all knew my friends. I had known them my entire life. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to describe who I was or introduce myself in a certain way. Or place some type of label because everyone knew me. Wow, that is such. You're absolutely right because you live you live in the city you grew up in, right? And the city that you live in is a city that all of your college friends moved to for work, right? So it's all it's all there. Every aspect of my life is in the city that I currently live. Wow. Yeah, cuz I my confrontation of saying like I'm gay was when I moved to New York cuz I was meeting people who had you have no to meet I, new people and tell like, them something about yourself. Well, yeah, or they're like, "So do you have a boyfriend? Are you seeing anybody?" And you're like, "Oh, you know, but right. you that is so fascinating." So, I never felt the need to place a label until I met new people because it was just kind of an unspoken or so I thought aspect of all of our lives that you could love whoever you loved. Right. That was it. Right. That's, that was the basis of Everyone everything. had a shared belief. Yes. My, my idea of sexuality growing up was that I'm attracted to men, but everything is fine, and anyone's lifestyle is okay. And we so, accept it. Yes. As, so as a household, as a family. In my family, in my community, in my school, I didn't feel the need to make anything known because everything was already accepted. So after you did start telling people, meaning new people, yes, what was the reception, I guess, from your family specifically? And had there ever been conversations, not as it applied to society, not as it applied to politics, but as it applied to you? Conversations with my family? N- not... Not direct conversations. We didn't have any direct conversations about my sexuality. What about when you did? When when I did have those conversations. <laughs> I feel like I'm on 2020. Yeah, I'm a great interviewer, okay, babe. So, I'm, a, I'm a talented host. Right. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Thank you. And okay. uh, and go into as little or as much detail yeah. as you want. I'd like to. I'd like to touch on it. We won't stay there very long. Yeah. But just because 
you know, remember we are in such a bubble, babe. You know, it's right. really helpful to people that don't live okay. in. Okay. Yeah. So being bisexual and being in a relationship with a cis male, it afford it affords you some type of passing, right? So because I had already had this relationship, he knew my family, I didn't have to say anything because it was assumed. So if to me I was felt I felt very uncomfortable to just make this proclamation about my sexuality with no basis of what my with no application with no application yeah. like I felt very uncomfortable to just come out while I was in a in a cis relationship with a man it felt it felt like Unnece- it felt unnecessary. Mm-hmm. It felt unnecessarily well, stirring up trouble s- trouble for my relationship, for my family. And so I didn't feel the need to come out. Right. And, uh, let me pause here. And, you know, I want to say that it's under- it's understandable that if you're passing, you'll just stay in passing. Right. I, I, I have sympathy for that, you know. And, the, and for those of you listening... The idea of not wanting to stir up trouble is that feeling is so real, but I want you to know that you're not trouble. Right. You know? And like just if you're sitting here and you're listening and you're thinking like, yeah, see, because I'm the bad thing. Right. You're not. You're the good. You're a good thing. But it's also okay to time things for when you feel like you're emotionally safe and ready to have these conversations. Right. right. I mean, I was happy. I was in love. My I was going to school. I mean. It didn't feel, I wasn't, you know when a lot of people talk about coming out or being in the closet, it's like this overhanging fact about yourself that is so hard to hold You didn't feel like you were living in secrecy? No. No. No, I didn't feel like I was holding anything back. I I felt like I was living my authentic life. And And you were. So, yeah. And and ours. Yes. But but because of that, I didn't have this pressing urge to stop all stop the band and make a proclamation. Right. I just continued going forward. So all this is to say that you hadn't had direct conversations about sexuality as it applied to yourself with your family. Yes. Okay. What changed that? Well, <laughs> what changed is that we began a serious relationship. We who? What? You met someone? Me and you. Oh, who'd you meet? What happened? Well, <laughs> it was a Warm spring night. I hear. I'll, this is what I want you to say. And then ah, I fell in love. <laughs> I fell in love and I knew right away. <laughs> well, that's just not true. Oh, God damn it, Ella. Why can't you just give me what I want? No, we, we began dating. And of course, I was very cautious, um, as I am in all relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm, as I said before, if we keep it in I'm a prude. Yes, you are. <laughs> so I I wanted to play it safe, and I wanted to get to know you. Oh, yeah. We were dating from, I think you didn't, we dated from April. Yeah, we gave it like, th- we became in a relationship, not just dating, right. but in a relationship before we started, or you told your family. But that's right. not like out of a secrecy thing. That's more like, this is how adults do it, guys. Yeah. You don't just bring every single person you've been out on a date with <laughs> to meet your parents. No, no, no. Yeah. 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 I think that's it. Like when you're in college or when you're a teenager, it's like, this is my boyfriend now. It's like we've been dating for two days. Yeah. But yeah. as an adult, you wait like four months. Yeah. It's kind of like an ordeal. Yeah. To get them out all together. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. On, whatever. And this of because I hadn't had any explicit conversations around my sexuality, I knew it would be a surprise. Mm, so you knew it was going to be a surprise? Yeah, I knew it was going to be a surprise. Wow. I'm just saying that it's interesting because at this point in our relationship, we, you and mm-hmm. I, weren't like our number ones, like in terms of closeness. Like right. we were in a relationship. We were in a serious relationship yeah. now and you wanted me to meet your family and I wanted to meet your family. But I remember that I didn't, you didn't tell me anything yeah. about this experience yeah. until way later. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. because, And I did that. Very specifically, actually. So what was, so we are in a relationship. It's been three months. What was, what, what, how was deciding to tell, et cetera? Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So when you are in love, that does feel like a pressing, like. You have an important thing. And it feels like you can't hold back talking about it. And 
My family is very important to me. We're very close. They live in Los Angeles. It would be kind of obvious if I was hiding from them because they'll be like, we'll just come find you. (laughs) Um, But I also, I didn't think through what this conversation might be like because I had these I had these predetermined preconceived these preconce I had these preconceived facts about who we were as a family as a family I thought that we were open accepting of any lifestyle I didn't think that this would become an issue and did it it did wow it did um, I I don't know if I've even I even told you like how I went about telling my family, did I? I don't. I mean, let's find out. <laughs> I did don't you? Know if I did, um, I well, first of all, I knew that I wanted like that I wanted to tell them and I wanted it. I wanted them to understand and I wanted them to be happy. Right, like all the things that you would hope from your family. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't want this to be about you, even though it was the reason why I felt mm. comfortable right. finally discussing this. Right. It's not... That's a really important distinction, I think. It's not, I'm, I've am i fallen in love with Hannah, right. and now I have to tell you. It's like, hey, guys, this is an aspect of myself that you guys should probably know. Yes. Is that I'm bi. And because I'm dating someone, now I feel the need to tell you. Correct. But I didn't want it to be linked to you. I didn't want them to think that you did this to me or Mm. that, you know, it was just you. Um, I wanted them to understand fully what my sexuality was. And I also know that sometimes it can be difficult. And I didn't want that to affect our very new relationship. You and me? Yes. Our very new relationship. So that's why you didn't talk to me about it. Yeah. Wow. Because we were three months in. We were still getting to know each other. That's true. And that's... Your family being uncomfortable with the aspect of your life can really weigh on a relationship. Wow. And you can really lean on your partner in ways that can be negative. Yeah, and or become codependent. Exactly. Mm. So I, I was very careful to keep this to myself. Okay, so what, did, what happened? So, <laughs> I'm dying over here. <laughs> basically, I told my mom first and my brother together. In person? In person. In a fat burger. In fat at Fat Burger? At fat Burger. Yeah. Love them. What happened? Tell me, set it up. Paint me a picture. So of it. it all it all it all happened around um the pulse shooting mm. and um Pride that year. Wait, they didn't know until after Pride? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What's pro you're right wow, you're right, because fourth of July. Yeah. So that was in So you Wow, June, I guess. Yeah. So this. Yeah. So the you you were discussing. So we started dating in April. Yeah, we did. And I waited until June to yeah. talk to my family. The pulse shooting happens. I make the decision to go to Pride that year, even though there are threats of active shooters. And it was important for me to kind of put my money where my mouth was, and instead of shying away from this and not feeling pretty non-committal. Up until this point, I felt that it was important to be honest and to no longer have to pass. So I, after going to Pride and feeling scared and feeling sad about everything that was happening, I felt that it would be so dishonest of me to continue not telling my family. Wow. That is really powerful, Ella. I'm gonna cry now. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. It was a big moment. That's a huge moment. I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> I know I've never told you. I know. Well, we never asked. We're keeping it spicy. <laughs> we never asked. You know I asked. You know I asked everything. Oh wow! So you're at wow. You're yeah. at Fat Burger eating those big old wedge fries or whatever. What are their fries? Oh. So immediately after being at Pride. I ask my mom and my brother if they want to get grab a burger. A burger. <laughs> grab a burger. And, um, yeah, I told them in the fat burger. And my brother said that 
his current girlfriend was also by and like high fived me, as bros do. Yeah, you guys are bros. I was like, cool. Thanks. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And my mom was really upset. She didn't say anything and cried, just cried. Oh, honey. And that was okay because, you know, I think it's always it's always a readjustment of thinking you know everything about someone. Yeah. And then not knowing something that's important to them, I think, is a little shocking always. And it's a readjustment. Yeah. I mean, you know, something that um, something I think about recently and I've said is that you for as long as it took you to process as long as it took for you to come to terms with it for me that was 19 years 24 years etc we have to allow that same space for our family yeah yeah yeah. it took me my whole life up until that point to really understand that this was something that i felt ready to share and there's progress made is it perfect right no no. How would you say your mom's reaction then? I mean, now we're engaged. And by the way, Ella's mom loves me. We get along great. Yeah. 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 But it was it was a it was a big learning curve. It wasn't easy. Yeah. And it was something that I was glad that I didn't bring you into because it felt a very personal thing with my family and who we are. I'm Latin American. My mom's Mexican American. She grew up in L.A. Catholic. You know, there's a lot there, and there's a lot of room to process these things. Yeah. And initially, I think um, you guys didn't speak for a minute. Yes. I'm cold-hearted. And so I, the way I did it wasn't very gentle. Like, it was gentle until it wasn't because I didn't talk about it, and then I just ripped off the Band-Aid and said, this is what I'm doing, this is who I am. You can either get on the train or get off the train. You are your mother's daughter. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that. Um, and it took them. It took them a little bit. I mean, honestly, not too long, if you really think about it in the grand scheme of life. But it took a few months. Yeah. Uh, for her to kind of come to terms with it. And things will come. You know, I think that like, you know, and obviously, thank you for being so candid and so open. I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, and I think that in life. You know, it's not like it's ideal now. No, 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 no. But it's it's progress. It's it's not ideal, but it's I'm able to live with it. Yeah, I'm able to share a meal, hang out, and celebrate be, our engagement. Celebrate our engagement, and be okay with the fact that it's not fully okay. Yeah, right now it's it's a. In, incremental you know and sometimes that's that's where things are right i was really surprised though i'll say because of growing up i think it was a huge adjustment for me to understand that these things that i held to be the truth were not the truth well i mean that's the difference between tolerance and acceptance exactly exactly it's okay to tolerate it in your community but then when it's in your family, it's another story. Yeah. And so that was really hard for me to understand because I had been taught tolerance was acceptance that I really, really held to. And that was not what, what was reflected back at me. Mm. And that was that was the hardest thing. I think I was very shaken and shocked that I was the story that you read. Mm. That all the horrible things that you hear about happening to people and being said to people things were like, being said to me. Things like what? Do you want me? I don't think I need to repeat it on the air. Okay. But, but you can imagine I'm sure from you coming can out imagine stories. imagine from coming out stories, parents saying hurtful and horrible things. I was always horrified by those stories, and I never thought it would be me in that situation. Wow. Oh. Thank you for being so brave. Not just now, but also then, you know, and thank you for protecting me from that. Yeah. Because especially given who I am slash was slash more, yes, I would have really absorbed all of it and tried to, yeah, you made the right choice in those moments, you know? Yeah. I love you. I love you too. Yay! I'm so glad we're in love. (laughs) 
Oh. I know, that's the silver lining, right? That's the silver lining. Imagine if I... <laughs> Imagine if it hadn't worked out. No, it would have been good anyway, because there would have been somebody. Yeah. I just can't imagine, like, imagine if we hadn't worked out, and then you found, you know, let's say you found a guy or a trans person or whoever. Like, I don't even know. Like, it just goes on and on and on. It's like, we just got to accept that people love who they love. Yes. That's it. I think you just have to be there for your children. Because I don't think, you you can understand that it's hard <sighs> for parents. But it's also, it's it's hard to swallow when you just don't feel understood. Yeah. Be there for your children. Something I wish that it seems like such a basic term, but it seems to be something that people really struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, hug your parents, hug your kids, hug your partners, hug yourselves. Um, I would like to say an extremely special thank you. Uh, I think that this is going to be something that people really benefit from hearing. Yeah, I hope so. I really appreciate you putting yourself out there like this, babe. I really, really do. Um, Okay, guys. Well, that's it for us. I'm going to wrap this podcast up so that I can hug and kiss my lady. Uh, If you guys... Oh, God. Then just check on Hannah. We're just going... (laughs) After this, we're going back to the hospital. Uh, Maybe we'll go look at the ocean for a second. Um... Thank you so much for being here for this episode of Analyze This. If you have enjoyed this podcast, if you believe in this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, follow us on Twitter, hang out with us on Reddit. We've got a lot of really awesome people having great conversations on Reddit, including trying to figure out carpools to the San Diego show. So go ahead and check that out. That's us at Analyze This. I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm so proud and so happy to have this little earbud community and to have the community that we have in our our lives and um that's gonna be it for me guys check out analyzethislive.com if you live in san francisco or san diego (sighs) all right well goodbye for now you know, and usually we end. Do I the need ep- to say something? I don't know. Usually we end the episode on a big uproarious Hannah Gelb laugh. Oh, but that's just not the way it's gonna. I, be. I wasn't sure if I also needed to say. Go- I don't feel the need to say goodbye. You can say goodbye, just in case. I'll say, ciao. Beautiful. <laughs>